0: The following message is from Pastor Peter Cho of Emmanuel Community Church. More information about the ministry of Emmanuel Community Church can be found at EmanuelCommunity.org.
1: Good morning, ICC. Did everyone enjoy that extra hour of sleep tonight? Or last night? Everyone feel refreshed? Or are you really hungry because it's way past lunchtime already? Well, we want to welcome you to, get to uh, our family worship service. Um, it's just so great to worship as families, as a family of faith. And, you know, all throughout the Bible, we see this kind of language, this language of family. And this is the way that God expresses his love to us as his children. Because family is one of the most powerful ways that God designed for us to experience and to express the love of God. And it, it doesn't mean that it always happens that way. But this is the way that God intended it to be, that in the family unit that we would be able to get a glimpse and a taste of god's love for us and so while we are here together as a family i do want to talk about a little family matter before we get into the message so um one of the things i'll talk about is just uh as our church is growing and we have a lot of foods and snacks that are we're offering on fridays and sundays we need your help so no matter how old you are whether you're a child or an adult if you could just help us out by picking up after yourself and even picking up for others. If you see garbage on the floor or empty bottles or snacks even on the ground, if you could just, even if it's not yours, if you could just go ahead and pick it up, throw it in the garbage, that would help us out immensely. Okay? Uh, A couple other things I want to announce is that we have our food team that really needs help as well. We have a lot of people that we try to provide snacks for after service on Sunday. And so if anyone wants to join the food team and help provide the snacks which are reimbursed um, or help with uh, cleanup afterwards, around 1.30 we start taking things down And then uh, I know many of you have somewhere to go after after service, but if you can stick, if someone can get on, if some of you can get on a rotation and help with cleanup and just uh, taking the garbage out and things like that, it would be um, so great. Uh, Our facilities team is also looking for volunteers, and that's to help us set up and take down for event programs and even special Sundays like this. We have extra chairs in the narthex there, and. Uh, just to help with some, some of the heavy lifting and moving of chairs and setup and things like that. So if anyone is interested in helping out in any of those ways, uh, please reach out to anyone on the staff, and we would love to, to talk to you more about that. Okay, before we get into the message here, I want to play a little game with you. you guys up for a little game? Yeah? yeah. Okay. So if you could show the next picture. W- what do you guys see in this picture here? I heard someone say an old lady. Someone see an old lady in this picture? Does she look sad? Okay, let's show the next picture. What do you see now? Not an old lady, not a sad old lady anymore, right? You see it like a beautiful young princess or queen, right? How many of you think this is the same drawing? Raise your hands if you think this is the same drawing. Okay, more than half of you. So here are the two pictures side by side. If you could, ne- next slide. Do you guys see the difference now? Yeah. Here's the picture sideways. Next slide. Now do you kind of see it better? It's the same picture, isn't it? And I wanted to show you this picture because sometimes things are not always what they seem when they- we first look at it, are they? And if you turn something upside down, you may get a very different picture, even the opposite of what you see first.
0: So this morning, we're going to hear a story from the Bible, and it comes from the Old Testament. So in this story, there's three main characters. There's a strong army commander, his name is Naaman, an Israelite servant girl, and then a prophet named Elisha. And as we read the story, I want you to keep those three characters in mind and even think about what seems strange about the story. As we read, you're going to see pictures on the screen, and um, they're just illustrations of the same story from the uh, show called The Superbook. Have you heard of that? And it's called Naaman and the Serving So let's begin.
1: All right, this comes from 2 Kings chapter 5, and it says, the king of Syria had great admiration for Naaman, the commander of his army, because through him the Lord had given Syria great victories. But though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. And at this time the Syrian raiders had invaded the land of Israel, and among their captives was a young girl who had been given to Naaman's wife as a maid. One day the girl said to her mistress, I wish my master would see the prophet in Samaria. He would heal him of his leprosy. So
0: Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet, the king of Syria told him. I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying as Give 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 of clothing the letter to the king of israel said with this letter i present my servant naaman i want you to hear him of leprosy."
1: and when the king of israel read this letter he tore his clothes in dismay and he said am i god that i can give life and take it away why is this man asking me to heal someone with leprosy I can see that he's just trying to pick a fight with me. But when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his clothes in dismay, he sent this message to him. He said, why are you so upset? Send Naaman to me, and he will learn that there is a true prophet here in Israel.
0: So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and waited at the door of Elisha's house. But Elisha sent a messenger out with out to him with his message. Go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River, then your skin will be restored and you will be healed.: of your
1: But Naaman was angry, and he stalked away, and he said, "I thought he would certainly come out to meet me." He said. I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord his God and heal me." Aren't the rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farpar better than any of the rivers of Israel? Why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed? So Naaman turned, and he went away in a rage.
0: But his officers tried to reason with him and said, Sir, if the prophet had told you to do something very difficult, wouldn't you have done it? So you should certainly obey him when he says simply, go and wash and be cured. So Naaman went down to the Jordan River and dipped himself seven times as the man of God had instructed him, and his skin became as healthy as the skin of a young child, and he was healed.
1: Then Naaman and his entire party went back to find the man of God, they stood before him. And Naaman said, "Now I know that there is no God in all the world except in Israel. So please accept a gift from your servant."
0: Now everyone respected this great commanding arm uh, commander, even the king of this country, Syria. However, this king and this commander were from the nation called Syria. This was not a friendly nation to Israel. You see, Israel had to deal with a lot of enemy nations around them, like Syria, who did not know God and didn't love God. And they were strong and cruel people. You see, this nation, Syria, they invaded Israel and they would take them away as slaves. And this young girl was one of them. She was taken by these Syrian soldiers away from her country, her life, her family and given to the Syrian commander, Naaman, to serve his family. Can you imagine if someone went and captured you and took you away from your family and then forced you to work as a servant for the rest of your life? How would you feel?
1: But Naaman seems a little different from normal Syrians, doesn't he? The Bible tells us that he was admired by his king. And that he was a mighty warrior. So we know that he's strong and powerful and influential. But as we continue reading, we see that something is wrong. It says, but though Naaman was a mighty warrior, he suffered from leprosy. And from the very beginning of the story, God wants us to know that even though this man looks like a strong and mighty person, he's actually very weak and very broken and he's very sick and he's desperate for a cure.
0: Maybe some of us can relate to Naaman. We sometimes like to think that we are strong and well-liked by others. Maybe everyone in our schools or workplace think that we're a pretty good person and we have the respect of everyone around us. They see our Facebook or Insta, Snap, and everything looks great on the outside, right? But on the inside, it's a very different story. Underneath all that armor and badges of honor, there's a hidden disease, and it's destroying us. No matter how good we look on the outside, we're all sick and all broken people on the inside. And that's why we sin, and we make wrong choices and selfish decisions, don't we? And in that sense, we're all kind of like Naaman, aren't we?
1: But Naaman was humble enough to know that he needed help. And so he takes the advice of his servant girl, and he goes to see the prophet, and he sends a letter to the king of Israel telling them that he's, he wants to be healed from his leprosy. And he brings all these gifts along with a letter requesting healing. It said 750 pounds of silver and 150 pounds of gold. Do you guys know how much that's worth today? It's about $4 million worth of silver and gold. That's an awesome gift, isn't it? <laughs> And this great commander, Naaman, he's about to come to the house of Elisha. And before he can even get there, he's met by a messenger who just tells him, go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you will be healed.
0: That seems like good news, doesn't it? But Naaman is so confused. How does he react? Is he happy? No, he feels totally disrespected, doesn't he? He has traveled over 700 miles with all this silver and all this gold as a gift. And this little prophet Elisha from this nation that his people have already conquered doesn't even bother to come out and greet him, let alone he sends a messenger with a weird message. And how does he react? It says, the Bible says, Naaman became angry and he stalked away. he would certainly come out to meet me he said I expected him to wave his hand over the leprosy and call on the name of the Lord God and heal me aren't the rivers of Damascus Sabana and the far Far better than any of the rivers in Israel why shouldn't I wash in them and be healed
1: now I want us to stop here for a moment because something gets Naaman really upset doesn't it he's so angry and obviously, this is not at all how Naaman thought he was going to be healed, and he says so. But what do you think got Naaman so upset? Why didn't he want to do what Elisha told him to do? Would you consider this an easy thing or a hard thing? I don't know. I mean, if only Naaman were here, hmm. maybe we could understand what it is that bothered him so much. <laughs> Look, there's Naaman.
0: <gasps> wow! He is so impressive! Isn't he?
1: Wow. We are in the presence of greatness.
0: Just stand
1: right He's a pretty good-looking guy, I must say. <laughs> so Naaman, I got a few questions for you. Why did you get so angry at Elisha when he gave you such a simple task to be healed of your leprosy? Was it because Elisha didn't come out and meet you?
0: Was it because you were tired from your long journey?
1: Was it because the Jordan River was not good enough for you?
0: Oh, Naaman,
1: that makes sense. Wait, why are you taking off your clothes? Whoa. Naaman, Naaman, there's children here, Naaman. You
0: wanted Elisha to heal you by waving your hand his hand over you, but wow! Look. Oh. What I is going see? on? Whoa. You, oh. you didn't want to take off all this armor and show the world how ugly this leprosy has made you.
1: Thank you, Naaman, for having the courage to share with all of us. I can see why this was so hard for you. You can leave now. Even though Elisha's request was so simple, Naaman was being asked to do something that was going to require great humility. In front of all these people, he was going to remove all of his armor. And this is a picture of what someone with leprosy looks like. It's not too pretty, is it? Naaman's Naaman's armor it wasn't just a badge of honor his armor hid his ugliness of his disease and now if he obeyed everyone was going to see how imperfect he was and how shameful he looked
0: you see Naaman had a lot of people around him who loved him and cared for him not only the servant girl who was taken from her home but even his soldiers and God used all of them to convince him that even though it was humbling He should obey this strange but simple command to wash seven times in the Jordan River. So Naaman finally humbles himself. He removes his armor, reveals his sickness, and goes into the water. He trusts God, and he obeys. And then he's completely healed.
1: I love this story because even though it's this little Old Testament story, we see the big story of the New Testament. We see the good news of the gospel. Because God knows that we are broken, and God knows that we have this horrible disease called sin that's going to lead to death for each and every one of us. And like Naaman, God has provided a strange but simple way for us to find healing and to be made whole.
0: And all that's required is that we humble ourselves and admit that we need his help and trust God at his word and his way. The story is pointing us to Jesus, and Jesus says in 14, John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And he offers himself as a way to find healing and wholeness and this new life and as a cure from the sickness of sin and death. And Jesus offers this to everyone today.
1: And the story shows us how God's kingdom is so different. It's even upside down compared to this world. God's kingdom is a place where even the most powerful and strong and famous men are brought low. And they need God's grace and mercy, and they need God's healing power. And where even a small and nameless servant girl whose act of love and faith can be used by God to bring his love and power. Why? Because the Son of God who created all things and humbled himself, and he died on a cross to save us from our sins, and he rose from the dead to show us that he's making a new creation in his children and through his children, no matter how bad this world gets. And like Naaman, this may seem simple, too simple, And this may seem really strange, why would God do that? Upside down even, but it's the way of God and the only way that God has provided and we must trust him and walk in it to find new life in him.